0: Everyone drinks coffee, it gives us a moment of peace, an energy boost or just simply to connect with someone. But who are the people roasting your coffee? You're listening to the Giesen Roastcast where we talk about everything that has to do with roasting and running a business in the coffee industry. My name is Siska Kollijn, I roasted coffee year in year out, over half a decade. With my own coffee roastery and as an ambassador for Giesen Coffee Roasters, I want to show you what it means to roast coffee for a living. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax. Today we are talking with Sonja Björk-Grant, the owner of Brugger in Iceland, about women in our industry. In the past few years I haven't had the pleasure to meet a lot of female roses, so I'm really looking forward to talk to Sonja. It's my pleasure to introduce to you Sonja Björk-Grant. Hello, Sonya. So lovely to meet you. I'd love to talk to you today about women in our industry because I don't meet a lot of female roasters. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous because when Gießen asked me to approach you for a podcast, I said yes, but I didn't know who you were. <laughs> I was just happy to talk to a female roaster. Uh, but when I googled you, uh, your name, I found pioneer, coffee guru, chairwoman, <laughs> roaster and barista who is living the fullest. So you have okay. quite an impressive <laughs> reputation. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career in coffee?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, when you say it uh, like all these uh, words in like one sentence, it's kind of like uh, weird because for me it's been like, a, you know, it feels like a short time, but I've, I'm, I've been in coffee for 27 years I haven't been a roaster the whole time, obviously, but I've been working with uh, like a specialty roaster the whole time. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I live in Iceland. <laughs> uh, I'm 52 years old and uh, I'm a carpenter. That's the first thing that I learned in life and I was going to build houses for a living. But uh, then suddenly something happened to me. So I decided that uh, I wanted to do something different. And I, I uh, applied to a job Uh, with a small coffee roastery in a women's company. Wow. And yeah. In that time? (laughs) Yeah. So that was like 95. And uh, and, uh, the the lady that I applied for, I mean, she, I had, because I was a carpenter, I had been working with men a lot, you know, and which was like really great. But I decided that maybe this was a time to change completely about uh, what I wanted to do in life. And uh, when I started working in, uh, in this company, I was a staff member number five, which was like uh, funny to think about now because this company is like one of the, the biggest uh, uh, chains. I mean, if we can say a chain, coffee chain in Iceland <laughs> uh, but I was there for uh, uh, yeah 13 years and I got to know uh, through uh, this lady uh, her name is Adi um, I got to know the whole industry of roasting um, traveling meeting farmers um, meeting different uh, industry people in Europe or in in America so that was kind of like a game changer for me and then uh, and then obviously uh one thing led to another um uh, this company was roasting on a on a samiak like a very old samiak that uh, my my boss had bought uh, in america she had knitted uh, like a a wool sweater like icelandic wool sweater sold those wool sweaters and bought this roaster roaster and brought it back to iceland (laughs) so it was kind of a, a story already that i was like you know, impressed with. And uh, but after thirteen years, I had been, you know, doing everything in that company. I had been, you know, opening many coffee shops, training, and making cakes and making sandwiches, roasting. I had been doing everything. So I decided I want to go back to the basics. And then I actually got to know uh, Giesen, you know, and so that was also quite, uh, quite uh, interesting because I was standing in front of this huge question. I don't know if you want to go into this now, but uh, in this, uh, it was a huge question like, should I go with uh, Propat or Dietrich? So these were like the two roasters, that uh, the machines that everybody were going with. Yeah. And it, it it was very funny that I had friends, they were like, Sonia, listen to me. You have to go with Propat. I've used Propat for so many years and they have never let me down. And then I had the Dietrich friends and they were like, Sonia, come on. There is nothing like Dietrich. And I was like "Oh, so torn between my friends. And even like at the the coffee events, like at the bar when people got really drunk, it was getting very emotional. Like, (laughs) what do you mean you're going with ProBot? What do you mean you're going with Dietrich? You know. So I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with this industry? Anyway, and then 2008, I was walking the floor in uh, Copenhagen at the World Barista Championship and at the SCAE uh, exhibition. And I saw these beautiful roasters and I was like, hmm, there is another brand that nobody has told me about.
0: <laughs> so No emotional <laughs> value <laughs>
1: <laughs> from <Exactly>. your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and because those uh, roasters were also, the machines were in color. And I asked uh, if I could, uh, you know, because I only had one request, I wanted to have it pink. So it doesn't matter to me if it was like a Dietrich, Probat, Giesen, whatever, I needed a pink machine. Who can makes me, make me a pink machine? So that was the first time I met Giesen. Yeah. Well, so it had, had nothing to do with the technical stuff, had nothing to do with anything, except uh, it was uh, something in between. I didn't have to take sides with the Probat people or the Dietrich. I went completely different uh, direction. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of uh, the first time I met with Mark and uh, and Wilfred and we became like, of course, good friends. And, you know, when, yeah, and then I got my pink machine, I had sent them uh, a color. I had one of my dresses analyzed uh, at the paint shop and they um, analyzed it with a certain type of uh, a pink color. And uh, I sent the color to, to Wilfred and Mark and they were like, Sonia, uh, excuse me, you sent us a pink color. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be pink. <laughs> yes. And yeah, and that was like the first, uh, first time we got the pink machine, you know. And yeah. that was a W6. And uh, yeah, this is like back in like 2008. So the machine is like 2008 model. You know, it has changed dramatically, uh, obviously. And then I think like one year later, I got like uh, the one kilo uh, or the one and a half kilo uh, so I had two machines in the cafe. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I went, all, you know, all over the place. You know, I started my own company. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Trip down memory lane, I see. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so you never regretted taking a Giese machine? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you didn't. Well, um, so you started your own cafe back then. That was in yeah. 2008.
1: Yeah, that was 2008. Um, I, I gave my notice to my, my former boss uh, on 1st of April, and I recommend nobody to give their notice to their boss on the 1st of April. She really think, thought that I was making a joke, and it was April's Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, no, 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 I'm really leaving you, you know. I'm, I'm going to start off my own company. And... Uh, <laughs> So it was kind of, uh, yeah, so that was like 1st of April and uh, yeah, I got the machine probably in October 2008, and then uh, Iceland got bankrupt, obviously, and like the, the rest of the world uh, in 2008. So I opened two months after the bankruptcy oh, wow. in Iceland. Brave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the best timing, no. but in the end of the day, it was kind of the best timing because in crisis like we already have known in 2020 with the COVID yeah. and everything. In crisis, people drink coffee yeah. um, because people don't have money to buy luxury or uh, so coffee uh, coffee goes into being like the, the luxury product that you actually allow yourself to buy. Yeah. That's also so, the reason
0: why Starbucks yeah. went so successful because they also started in a crisis in the yeah. early 80s. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's why they went so big, because, like you said, people drink coffee and it's their own small luxury product. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it it was kind of uh, interesting. And uh, yeah, so I had like a, uh, my place was downtown, uh, my own roastery, and it was an in-shop roastery. So with the W6 and uh, the One Kilo, uh, they were like pink. They were like in the middle of the space. I had like huge windows. So every time people were walking by the space, they saw this huge pink machine. And they came inside like, what is this? Because it looked like a, you know, uh, something like a train or, you know, they had no clue what it Mm -hmm. was, you know. So it was kind of uh, interesting. And then by by the night I had like a a light, like a one light that was like pointing uh, towards to the pink machine. So I I didn't label my cafe. It was like, it was kind of a cafe that you had to look for. But if you look for the pink uh, uh, machine... Uh, you could find my place. And uh, it was kind of uh, because of the bankruptcy of Iceland, uh, people were a little bit uh, down, obviously. And uh, and in Iceland, uh, January, February are uh, very dark months uh, because we don't really have any sunlight. Uh, so that was kind of an interesting time. You know, we had to, in January 2009, we fired our government. So my place uh, turned into being a little bit like a political uh, a place to meet uh, downtown in, in Reykjavik, in the city. And uh, so people were like, I had only five tables in my uh, in my place, but I had 30 chairs. So people were like sitting together. They were like, so the roaster was kind of like in the middle of the space, you know, yeah. like the, the queen, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they were gathering in your cafe to talk. Yeah. Know, to meet. Yeah. So
1: we had a lot of demonstrations. So people went, uh, you know, you know, fighting with the government because we already had, uh, so there was no no government in the country because we already fired everybody. And uh, so people were fighting. And then when I opened the cafe, they came after having like a one night of fighting. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> for a cup of coffee and uh, discussing like what happened the last night and And uh, I had a vinyl player also, and I had all my, like, 70s or 80s vinyl LPs. But I had to take away all the depressing uh, albums because people are playing, like, The Wall with Pink Floyd. And it was, like, so heavy in the mornings. (laughs) So I just, like, I took all those heavy records away. And I only had disco. And I was like, guys, we fired the government. Let's have a cup of coffee and let's listen to disco.
0: Yeah, let's celebrate so, live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like tough months. But uh, I had this uh, company and this cafe. I had it for five years. It was chosen the best cafe in Reykjavik uh, for those five years uh, for many reasons. And uh, But I think the reason number one was because we were like an in of roaster. So we were kind of like the first, uh, third wave company. Yeah. You know, and we kind of pushed, uh, we only had single origin uh, espressos. Uh, I didn't have any blends. So that was something that I wanted to do uh, from my former, the, the company that I used to work for was to have only single origin. And uh, and I went <clears throat> a little bit further. I only had like coffee from Colombia. So I had like three uh, masters uh, with my GP5 um, Lamarsoco and then when the customer came in, they didn't even have to ask the origin of the coffee. It was only Colombia and only a specific farmer. So the, the greetings in the morning was like, uh, "Yeah, good morning." Uh, so how is uh, our uh, Rodriguez uh, today? You know, so they asked about <laughs> <laughs> so the espresso. You know, uh, had the name of uh, the farmer. So it was kind of an interesting. Uh, you know, it was an interesting uh, company. Yeah, so I had it for five years. Sold it uh, with everything. So I sold it with, of course, uh, my pink um, machines, uh, which I, of course, uh, I felt a little bit, it was difficult for me to sell it. But uh, I sold it to my former business partner. And uh, and then I started a new roastery. And uh, so 2016, I got like a, another uh, W6. But a much, uh, much more advanced uh, machine, uh, and that machine I still have today.
0: Wow! And is it what color is it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I met with uh, Mark and Wilfred. Uh, we met in Shanghai, and I told them I have uh, I was starting a new business, and uh, and I told them I want to do something different uh, for the machine. Obviously, I didn't want to have it pink because that was my former company yeah. and I, I can't go back. I, I always have to look forward. Yes. And uh, so I wanted to have like a geothermal colors. And they were like, what? And I said, yes. OK, so I want to have different colors. So like when it's like heating up, it's like, you know, 50, it's pink then it turns into like 80 or 100, and then it goes into green. So I wanted it to change colors depending on the, the, on heat. the heat. And they were like, really? Can't you just like pick one of the round colors? Yes. You know? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, but in the end, they couldn't do it. Um, they they promised me that if I start another company, yeah. they will have uh, developed this uh, technology so they can do it for my next roaster uh, machine. But in the end, I said like, if I can't have this, I want it completely naked, and uh, and that was like uh, the first uh, the raw the raw machine, wow. and it was like an exhibit in Dublin two thousand and sixteen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I saw uh, at one of the roasters here in the Netherlands. I saw also a naked uh, roaster. It, yeah, it is quite beautiful. It's just yeah. what it is, it's just a tool. And how <laughs> how's the coffee culture in Iceland right now?
1: Yeah the coffee culture is uh, we have like uh, uh, eight or nine roast roasteries that are um, active um i mean iceland is like 340 uh, 345000 people give or take yeah. um, uh, so it's not a big uh, it's not a big yeah. community um but uh, yeah so like nine active roasteries and uh, i'm one of the the small ones you know so i mean we have like one that would be like an industrial. It's like a, a eight years old company, and then we have the the former company that I was working for. Yeah. That's almost like uh, yeah, thirty years old, and another one that is thirty years old, <clears throat> and then it's like the smaller ones, like myself, and uh, so we have in Iceland uh, now. I think we have four keysons. Yeah, four. Yeah, four Giesens and the fifth is on its way. So there was one that uh, uh, is uh, being built now in uh, in Netherlands at the at the factory, and this one is going to the countryside. Oh yeah, It's like that. Yeah.
0: So so, so Giesen is now part of the uh, discussion, not probot or Dietrich. It's Giesen yeah. or <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, I think it's because like uh, because I, my company is so small. Um, that uh, people that, that want to do something with roasting, they they drop by in our place and yeah. they see the machine and they see how easy it is to have it because it's not, you know, it's not a monster. It's not a spaceship, you know, it's like, a, it's actually a beautiful design. And and I think because of the colors and, you, you, you know, it's like, and it's a kind of, um, yeah, I think people trust us also uh, to help them, you know, you know, to help them set it up and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know if anyone is buying Propat or Dietrich now. no emotional
0: discussions anymore. Yeah. No,
1: <laughs> no <laughs> exactly. I mean, nothing personal. I think just, uh, you know, it's a small market and it's yeah. just like w- what direction
0: you go. And it's also like the <laughs> development of the industry, right? Because Gisum was very small when you started, but now it's a, yeah. it's a big company.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and I like, uh, you know, like, like uh, how the machines have developed also. I mean, when I started roasting on the, the first one, 2008, um, I did. I never um, I never put up any uh, software. So I didn't have Cropster at that time because yeah. Cropster was like very young at that time. And uh, I was like talking to Andreas. I was like, and he, you know, and I, I wasn't uh, sold on the on the software at that time, but so I had like a pencil, I had a stopwatch, uh, a, a <laughs> you know, piece of paper, and uh, and it worked very well, yeah. you know. Then I just put everything into a computer with an Excel sheet, you know. It was very <laughs> much simpler times. <laughs> yeah,
0: same here. Yeah, <laughs> I love my. Own. I just made a first. I did it with by hand, writing yeah. everything, and then I made an Excel sheet, and I still. I really like the software of Kissum because it's very—you uh, uh, can see everything, so it's very natural if you have to look at your coffee and the screen. So it works very well. But I still like my Excel sheet because that—it feels like I'm working myself and not the computer. Yeah. So <laughs> with my with yeah. my profiles, if I'm creating profiles, I'm still using my Excel because that feels very n- natural to me. So, Absolutely. but then I just put everything in the software, so that works better <laughs> with the W30. But still, the yeah. I know what you mean. Yes. By hand, it feels like you're doing it yourself.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And and it's kind of funny because I have a business partner now and uh, he's been, uh, you know, he adapted into the roasting and with the new roasting machine. So we went completely with the, the software, with the, the machine that we bought in 2016. So, so we are fully on, like with two screens and everything when, when we are roasting. But if the software is down... I can come and help, you know, yeah. because I actually <laughs> listen and smell and, you know. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. You use your senses.
0: It's different than using a machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the skills. <laughs> yeah. And how do you, as a woman, see our uh, industry, see the coffee industry? How do you see it?
1: Well, I think, like, we, um, the I always have a problem with answering this question because, you know, I, I came from working with men as a carpenter. For me, it seems like, um, women are more practical, you know, obviously, because we are the, like the caretakers. We are taking care of the family. So we are always like, uh, uh, yeah, we are a little bit more practical. Men, I would say like at least the guys that I'm working with, they love technical stuff. They love their, their computers. They love to have like many screens and they love to look at this, you know, and they collect technical stuff just to, to build something new. But I think like uh, the, for the roasting part, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, for me and all the women roasters that I met, I think, and I feel like we are more, um, how can I say, like uh, practical and more down to the point. Uh, we are, uh, sometimes we are, we have an easy way of going into being consistent and uh, and not so easy to change. I think we are like, uh, we are, it's sometimes it's uh, weird to, you know, move us. And if we are changing, we are really changing for good. And we have to see the, the uh, uh, end result before we change it. So being the, you know, the practical part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when we started the, uh, the Coffee Roasters Guild of Europe, it was like one of the parts I gathered, like all of my roasters friends that I knew in Scandinavia, like, uh, yeah, in Scandinavia and in, in Europe, and it was also just to put women a little bit more in front because I think we need to have, like, we need to have as more diverse um, roasters out there because it's not only, yeah, we need to be, like, like uh, with a little bit more diverse uh, community uh, because I think with that, uh, we are getting, like, a better result of uh, quality in the yeah. end result. Yeah. But, but, was... but the problem sometimes is, like, uh, women are... Um, we are more bad. I mean, we um, sometimes, I think we are sometimes too shy to to say that we have skills, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's also the, one of the reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We still have to fight for it while men are competing for it. I think that's the difference. And women sometimes are fighting against each other. I right? I think that's uh, yeah. not a good thing.
1: So, no, not a good thing at all, you know? No. Yeah. And, but uh, there are many, um, yeah, like I said, with the coffee roaster skill, uh, I got to know very uh, skilled women roasting, uh, like in Russia and Ukraine, uh, that I had no cl- clue about. I yeah. had never seen them before. And uh, there is like a lady in uh, in Ukraine, one of my friends, her name is Olga. She's the same age as me. She's 52. And she's been roasting. Uh, she's like a, a ghost roaster. For many companies, and she's been doing this for twenty five years. Ghost and roaster. Have, that's yeah, a, so That's very.
0: That's a very specific word, but also, I know exactly what you mean by it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And she's, she's helping um, helping roasters uh, to set up uh, roasteries. Mm-hmm. You know, so people call her. Uh, uh, and ask them to help her, uh, help them to um, set up the roasteries. Yeah. I only got to know her because of my uh, travels, uh, because I'm, um, I was uh, judging a lot in the barista competitions, and then of course you get to know all these people, you know, because I would never have met Olga unless I was in Ukraine, because she doesn't travel that much out of Ukraine, and uh, you know, and through her I got to know a few other female roasters, and I was like, oh my god. These ladies, they are amazing, but, you know, they should, you know, be somewhere speaking, uh, you know, at uh, international events. But the problem is language, you know, so they, they don't really speak uh, a lot of English, yeah. you know. So that's sometimes, I mean, that's a barrier, obviously. That yeah. know.
0: Well, like I said, I don't know a lot of women in our industry, but uh, so perhaps I'm wrong. But do you think we're still operating in a, a man dom- dominated industry then?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think it takes generations to to change, you know, I think like, uh, I mean, just if Iceland with those nine roasteries, I mean, I'm one of the person, I'm one of the women that is roasting. uh, Yeah, I think like maybe two others would be roasting in Iceland, but then mainly it's men. Yeah. So, and this is only like my small community. So you can see, like in all the other countries where you have bigger communities, it's probably the same percent of the, same. the. Yeah,
0: it's exactly the same. I'm, I'm, yeah, I meet a lot of roasters, and it's all. Uh, mainly men. So like yeah. I said, I'm very happy to talk to a woman about our industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, well, you, you just said, well, I think it's because women are shy. Do you think that's the reason why women are poorly, poorly represented in, in the coffee industry? Um,
1: yes, I think so. I mean, uh, we had the same discussion in the barista uh, competition, uh, but I also know like, uh, uh, like with the competitions, we, we are not hungry enough, you know. We are just happy to, we are just happy to you know, uh, work and do our things and do our jobs. But then we are also, we want to go home and we want to take care of our baby, you know. And, uh, so, and it's the same in all industries. And um, it's a little bit difficult to say, like, why we are not hungry enough to be more visible. But I think it's also connected to being humble, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you said, we're humble uh, as a women, and it's not only in our industry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no,
1: it's it's in life itself, and I think like uh, the the only thing that I think we should be focusing on is uh, respecting each other and respecting each other's skills. Yeah. And then it comes down to uh, us female to be a little bit uh, like more um, with self confidence. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when we talk about like our skills, uh, I mean, no matter if it's in coffee or uh, speaking or baking or uh, being a carpenter, we need to be like, you know, I have skills, I know how to handle, I know t- how to build this wall, yeah. you
0: know. And also maybe and, a little bit less hostile towards each other. Exactly. And I think that works because like, like I said before, at a certain point, I thought I'm not a roaster. Who am I to uh, to tell others how to roast? But okay. when I and I got a lot because I have an online roasting course uh, and okay. I uh, launched it together with Hisen because I they have the audience. I don't. I have the skills, but I really want to share. And like the first week I launched the online course, I got a lot of hate emails from roasters, oh. mo- mostly male roasters who said yeah. basically they they said I was talking bullshit. Okay. So I was very uh, uh, frustrated and very sad about that because I, I I was vulnerable and I was sharing my knowledge and uh, in the end of the day I always have like the same profiles and my my uh, coffee is very consistent and I make a lot of people happy with my coffee so that yeah. the vulnerability came from the fact that I was uh, a lot of people were happy about my co- with my coffee a lot of roasters asked me for help and I, I helped them and with the online course my my mission was to help roasters all over the world just to make sure that they can they can teach so- something about it so the first uh-huh. week was a lot of hate emails so at a certain point i said to my my husband husband who's also my business partner uh, i'm going to stop this uh, online roasting course this is uh, uh i don't want to have these emails anymore and then he said no just wait wait for it uh-huh. let's finish the six-week uh, launch and just wait for it and uh, after the first week, I got a lot of response from roasters all over the world who were so happy because they really uh, uh, learned something uh, from my knowledge. So they okay. learned something from the online course. And at a certain point, I got I even got an email, uh, "Siska, I don't know you, but I love you. Thank you for sharing." <laughs> and that was the whole point of uh, sharing my knowledge because I think if we are vulnerable and we can, uh, we're open for uh receiving that we can learn so much more especially in our industry but um yeah i t- i also skyped or zoomed w- with a lot of roasters who had problems even after uh bought my online course and with certain things so then we zoom or then we skype or whatever and then i can help them and they're really happy because they don't have the frustration about roasting anymore and i think right. that's that's the the most important thing not not to be hostile against each other but sharing and helping because who am i to judge about someone else or or about a method i always tell them i have like the basic five steps follow them and then uh, see what it does with your uh uh, with your uh, uh roasting profile uh uh taste and then have an opinion about it and then make sure that you go back into those five steps and adjust wherever you want but it's very important to share knowledge absolutely uh, so, and, absolutely. and also like women in industry are some well not only our industry but in all industries i think yeah. are sometimes very hostile because we still have to fight for our position well it's it's not yeah. necessary
1: no and i and i agree with you i think uh, exactly that's the point you know and i'm really happy with your um with your husband because this is like exactly what you need to you know hear because you need to just to you, you need to have the self confidence in in like follow those uh, steps through you know because you know when you are uh, creating something new and uh, you're creating a path that you know nobody around you and in your community has gone through then of course you need to have the uh, persistence and the patience actually to to see it through because we can't change uh, the uh the we can't change like how people think about each other in like overnight you know it has to change with generations yeah you know so i think like what we can do we can we can uh, talk about our knowledge and we can you know ha- have uh, self-confidence and backing each other up and in the end Maybe in, like, you know, 100 years, we will be a little bit closer to each other, you know? (laughs) Let's hope so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope so. That we take care of each other a little bit more. (laughs) Exactly. And what advice would you give, like, female roasters who have the ambition and dreams to start their own
1: business? Uh, I mean, number one is to do it, you know? It's just to, like, have, like... uh, I think it's important to specialize in something, you know? Not many people are... uh, working as roasters. I mean, okay, I'm going to say something now. Like who wants to work only as a roaster? I don't think, you know, there it's a completely different industry from being like a in a in a shop roasting roasting um field or because like if you're just chained to the machine, you know, 24/7, it's you know, it's a dead boring job. Yeah. You know, it looks very certain.
0: It looks very romantic, <laughs> sipping coffees all day and roasting, but it's not.
1: <laughs> there is no romance there, you know, no, because you're just by yourself.
0: Yeah, producing, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh, yeah, so I think like to specialize in something, and I think women are good with this, you know, we are good with um, finding like some kind of a vision of like, okay, I'm starting my own roasting business, but that's not the only thing I'm doing. I'm also... Having uh, some some kind of a side business, which is like maybe seminars, so or which is like a school, or a cafe, or or whatever, or a museum, or you know something that is uh, so all the eggs are not in one basket, because otherwise you die out of boredom. Port- <laughs> and I think women can do this because we have like we also want to have a little bit of fun. Men would be more thinking about the Excel sheet and getting money and getting rich, and then they would be chained up in the in a machine with the machine and just producing. But I don't think women are, um, I think they are more into having a little bit more something like uh, developing something, uh, creating something that could be fun for others to take part. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Something a little bit ins- more inspiring, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's your long time vision on a, a successful business?
1: Oh, that's uh, okay. So one day, I've, of course, I want to start paying myself some salaries. You know, that's always like a, <laughs> a good goal. Uh, no, I have uh, uh, my, with my, uh, the, the company that I have now, <clears throat> it's called Kaffee Brkuset. Uh, I have a very nice business partner uh, that uh, is like, he's a machine guy. So, and, but, uh, so my business. Uh, job in the company has been moving away from roasting but i'm more into like uh, i'm giving the seminars uh, so and like yesterday i had like 50 you know a uh, group of 50 people that i was act- talking about like flavors and stuff uh, <clears throat> and tasting coffee so my vision for the company is like uh, uh, are like um yeah roasting in-shop roasting it's a seminar, uh, everything in one uh, place. I'm creating the cafe also. So the, the main um, business uh, where we get the money from are like three, uh, like, uh, three pillars. And uh, so all of them are kind of like um, the roasting and the seminars are kind of uh, being backed up uh, by the cafe. <clears throat> I'm making some experiments with the, the service. So I have like uh, some interesting uh, things that I want to test out with the service, uh, and it's the format of how we uh, have been thinking about uh, cafe um, and uh, and how we think about baristas and and uh, the roasting profiles and stuff like that. So I'm I'm kind of like thinking outside the box and trying to put something together. That is going to be a challenge for me, and uh, but I needed to do some challenge because if I'm not Challenging myself, I'm like I said, I die out of boredom. I can't, uh, I can't just go back and do something that I've done before. I have to do something different. So I'm pushing myself into the the deep end of the pool, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of going to be interesting.
0: The price and of creative.
1: Absolutely, and yeah. I think like all of those pillars that I'm, uh, I've created, uh, of course, with my business partner. Uh, will, in the end of the day, um, uh, create something that uh, is going to be um, profitable, you yeah. know So I don't think about the profit at the beginning, I think about what we want to do and something interesting that people would like to come and see. And I have in my mind like to use everything that I've uh, learned in my travels for like 27 years. Uh, getting to know all these uh, different people and different cultures uh, and I'm trying to put that all into this company it's going to be my last company <laughs> you know and but of course I only want to I would like to buy another roaster just to get the geothermal colors yes. into place <laughs> just to push the that was, into, yeah
0: that was like, in my head <laughs> how are we going to create a new roaster with your, with the colors <laughs> because I think it's a very good idea so I'm sorry yeah. but you still have to you still have to open a, a new business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you have to go into, you know, W30 like you did, you know?
0: Well, well, yeah. <laughs> like you said, roasting only roasting is boring. <laughs> yes, it
1: <laughs> and, is. It
0: is. And the, yeah. The yeah. benefit is that if you buy like a bigger roaster, you don't have to spend a lot of hours on your little roaster anymore. But yeah. the, the downside of, of it is if you have like a bigger roaster, you have to produce more to get to make sure you, you have your investment uh, back in a, in a certain period. Exactly. So,
1: so, exactly. And this is something that uh, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a slave of money. No, <laughs> no, no. I, want to, I want to be a slave of uh, creation or pushing myself into. Um, into like challenging uh, into challenges and stuff like that, and uh, but I don't want to be slave for money. I think money we need it, but it should not control us. you know we we need money, so we do what we have to do to to get money. Yeah. but we should always like think uh, out of uh, out of the box just to to challenge uh, for example, like our community, for example, you know. But, like my coffee community is small. So, like now, uh, not many things have happened since I started uh, the first third third-way co- uh, shop like two thousand and eight. That company still exists, and I'm really happy about it. Uh, they uh, when I sold it uh, uh, after I had it for five years, changed the name into Rachel Groster's, and uh, which is amazing, and uh, they actually painted my my geese in blue. Which uh, you know, I thought it was very interesting, Ouch. but yeah, <laughs> but they needed to take uh, like uh, Sonia Grant out of the equation, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and this company, they are like a, they are very successful. They have like three or four outlets. Yeah. I'm sorry, I go all over the place. No, I'm like, no,
0: no. That's <laughs> the most fascinating part of a conversation, right? That, yeah, yeah. all <laughs> of the informa- information. Exactly. And well, I had some questions about the, the COVID crisis, but I don't know if you want to answer them because we had yeah, a lovely yeah. conversation and that <laughs> it usually is not very good. <laughs> um, well,
1: it's okay.
0: Did it impact your company?
1: Yes, and it did. <clears throat> yeah, so um, because my company is like a, a wholesale company and with seminars. Because so two thirds of the company are active, uh, the coffee shop was not active, but we were supposed to open the coffee shop last uh, year, like in March, last, uh, M- March 2020. But March 2020, something happened in the world. You know, mm-hmm. we decided n- not to think about it anymore uh, at this point. So, and then uh, the hotels closed. So, the actually, the wholesale account was like 90% down. Uh, but, yeah, so it was, uh, but uh, then uh, all the companies started to work, uh, uh, the companies like offices, they closed down, but uh, the people started working at home. Yeah. So, people needed coffee at home because the company was not providing them with coffee anymore. So, the... the the new 250, well, the 250 gram bag of coffee turned into like a one kilo bag, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that was actually like, uh, you know, uh, we we got like a many like new customers yeah. out of this. And I had amazing discussions. So we, we never closed down. So we never closed down like one day. It was like open the whole day, no, the whole time. Uh, the sales went down, but it's it's still in the end of 2020 we were like we had like um uh, you know the, the the we matched 2019 in oh, wow. uh, in sales yeah so i think like uh, so it wasn't that bad for us no. it was just like emotionally very bad because yeah. like uh, people got ban- some uh, companies got bankrupt yeah. uh, so it was many like emotional uh, crisis um and then you know it's similar to the crisis 2008 when iceland got bankrupt you, you know your job as a as a coffee person is to to make sure that people don't lose their minds you know yeah. you have a cup of coffee you talk about coffee and that's how you help people to 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 keep their sanity you know yeah. so like and then now 2021 We are still in the process of COVID, but uh, everything now is getting more and more open. You know, we we don't have to wear masks anymore. Uh, People are vaccinated and uh, stuff like that. So I already see like our 2021 is going to, you know, be our, you know, best year, you know. So, but still the hotels are not open, you know, but these are all like new customers. Yeah, and it's progress. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think, I think... um, because my company is only since, two, you know, we started roasting 2017. So it's not really like, a, it's not new, but it's still, it's not like old, you yeah, know. Yeah. So we're kind of in between. I like it. I mean, we are like now in this, uh, like only three, four days ago, we uh, were in, um, we made a deal out of a uh, new palette because now we are always like, uh, we buy like mixed palettes and uh, because we are not big enough to buy like uh, directly from a farmer or like obviously we're not buying containers you know <laughs> so we buy it, we buy like mixed mixed pallets uh, through a broker and uh, so we are getting our third pallet this year you know which is like it's the, it has never happened before you know it's so i see like this year is going to be like our biggest wow it's a good mm-hmm. progression yeah absolutely. and people yeah. the, the good <laughs> thing about it is
0: people are never going to drink bad coffee anymore once they've drunk Good coffee. <laughs> so, that so, and hopefully, absolute... they tell their uh, businesses or wherever they work that they have to buy good coffee. So, that's also my that's... hope for the future because we're not completely vaccinated yet in our country and we still have to wear the masks. So, yeah. but I'm hoping for like September, October, we're having the same progress as you have at this yeah. moment. So, let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I mean, like, about, uh, you know, people will drink like hopefully better coffees and, uh, but I don't know how to change what we already have. Like uh, there are so many, um, so coffee is obviously taken for granted. So this is what I'm, I, I don't want to preach this when the customers come to me, but, uh, but when people are talking about why there are so bad coffees in the banks, why is there so bad coffees like every like official places and because somebody has to pay for those coffees, yeah. you know, so of course the companies are buying the cheapest uh, of all cheap, you know, and uh, so sometimes, uh, you know, I get really a bit frustrated because why are we giving away coffee, you know, yeah. and uh, I, I try to put this into the same uh, sentence as uh, like in Iceland, we produce a lot of lamb and we have uh, farmers with the lamb and uh, So I'm always like saying, yeah, well, it's just the same as we would have free lamb. You know, if I'm going to like a restaurant or a bank, there is like a a farmer that has been given away like, you know, a whole sheep or something. So, you know, people can have free uh, product from this farmer. And then uh, I think people at least can relate to like farming is quite hard, you know. And it should not be taken for granted. And we should pay, you know, you know, we should pay what we would actually be, um, you know, uh, appreciated of, you know, because we want to have like high salaries, you know. And so it's kind of when you put this um, price crisis uh, discussion into, of course, it turns into a politics and, you know, but sometimes I get a little bit frustrated because of it.
0: The problem is Uh, bigger. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, the, it's the accepted juice. that coffee is for free. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, like, now I don't have any discounts, uh, you know. Well, I have discounts to the people that have stuck uh, with us uh, yeah. through 2020 and 2021. I give them, like, uh, if they buy uh, four 250-gram uh, bags, you know, I give them, like, a discount of, like, a one kilo. So it's a little bit of, uh, like, maybe 20% off or something. Yeah. But apart from that, we don't have any other discounts. It's no. like, <clears throat> coffee, this is what we pay for it, and we would like to pay more t- towards to the farmer. But to do that, you know, the, our consumers, they have to respect yeah. what they have, you know? yeah. yeah, we only and, give like a discount on people
0: who uh, have their own like tin or uh, they yeah, bring in their yeah. own bag. And then we don't give discount, we give them extra coffee. So we make them happy with the extra cup. <laughs> we give them like ten percent extra, just to make, uh, just to uh, make sure that we uh, we tell them that we appreciate their the fact that they think about the environment because the coffee bags are of course very bad for the environment, yeah. and that they bring their own tin. and And if they bring their own tin, we don't have the cost of the coffee bag. So I rather give them like the extra cups of coffee than mm. give them the discount because if the if you give them the the like the discount it doesn't it feels like a discount so yeah yeah. it exactly. feels like the coffee is cheap so uh, or chi- it can be cheaper but it's not that because like yeah. you said everybody has to get paid like a, a fair price for the coffee so exactly. it's always a difficult thing yeah
1: this is a good idea Maybe maybe I will borrow it. I'm getting like with the next shipment, we already know that we need to higher the prices of the coffee. Yeah. but maybe I can uh, I can borrow this idea. I think it's much better than giving a little bit of a of a discount. You
0: know. well, please let me know if it if it <laughs> if you do, because then we can share it
1: <laughs> with the, yeah, the yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, we can share it. so absolutely okay. time for our. 30 second talk <laughs> some short Please. questions are you ready? Uh, I'm ready <laughs> if you can okay. finish the sentence for me and answer within like three seconds that would be nice and okay. I'm going to start with the first question your first or your favorite coffee moment
1: Colombia. Uh, yeah Colombia. when I was meeting with one family uh, they were very happy brought me coffee in a beautiful porcelain cup um, with a uh, horrible water but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like the moment that I appreciate for the rest of my life. It's yeah. stuck in my heart. Yeah, it's all about coffee, is all about emotion.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your favorite coffee producing country or region?
1: Uh, I would have to say uh, Colombia, Villa uh, Pitalito. Okay.
0: Best improvement you've seen in the coffee industry
1: or in the coffee business? Uh, oh my God. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is like uh, when Malkuning was produced. Uh, Malkulink EK43 was uh, on stage in Melbourne, WBC, um, 2013. Okay, <laughs>
0: most interesting <laughs> aspect of your business.
1: <laughs> uh focusing on a uh, different uh, kind of service uh, uh the the goal is to have a respect from the customer towards to the barista and barista towards to the customer okay so changing that uh, um how people think about each other yeah And most boring aspect of your business um putting stickers on the uh, on uh, the <laughs> the bags <laughs> Put his stickers <laughs> on the bags that uh, we are <laughs> bagging the coffee.
0: <laughs> Producing, <laughs> yes. The people I've learned most about in business.
1: Uh, my former boss, Ati, uh, the, the lady that uh, I was working uh, for uh, for thirteen years, I learned the most from her, and also from my friend in Colombia, um, Amor Perfecto Luis. He taught me a lot. Okay, something you want to share with the world uh to to love coffee obviously to respect each other and uh and uh think ahead be creative and think up and challenge yourself
0: well sonja thank you so much for sharing your story with me and everybody who's listening at this uh, recent podcast i wish you all the best uh with your business and this uh crazy times of covid but like you said everybody's drinking coffee during times of crisis so thank you so much
1: yeah thank you Um, it was a very interesting and a good talk thank you very much (laughs) thank you